Welcome to a Problem Squared, the podcast that is a hive of problem-solving activity. We are the worker bees who go out and collect problems from you, the listeners. That's the pollen, I guess, in this situation. (laughs) We bring those problems back to the hive. We turn them into Mm -hmm. delicious solutions and or honey. Yep. And then listeners get that honey and they spread it on their toast, which is... I think you say their toes. No, the toast, toast. Or toes, whatever you're into. I'm not going to judge. Raise their babies in it. They're young. The, the, uh, uh, wait, the bees, the listeners, the bees? That, the listeners are pollen. Oh, yeah. No, the, prob- the, the pollen are the problems. Oh, right, yep. The solutions is the honey. Mm-hmm. And the toast is the listeners' ears. Okay. <laughs> That's but, where the solutions the, get the, smeared over at the end. But the listeners are the flowers, right? Because of the pollen they and the problems. They are, yes. So... It's a mess. <laughs> Either way, it's a sticky mess. So you can hear uh, co-host, one of our many worker bees, <laughs> Beck Hill, who, much like a worker bee, uh, enjoys outfits that are brightly coloured and patterned. Yeah. And I communicate through dance. You do communicate through dance. <laughs> yeah. I do not. Uh, I. My name is almost I, bee. I have waggled while communicating. I've seen you waggle. Correct. Um, you will travel great distances for a treat. That's true. I mean, you came here via the bakery to this recording. <laughs> yeah, even though it was a detour. Which I was going to say, as a worker bee, I um, like hexagons. Yes. And tessellations. You do. But to nip in the bud, everyone's saying, mm. you also drone on. I will accept the drone. Yeah. Because uh, my on-air career was also surprisingly short. <laughs> so, <laughs> life, my life, my on... Uh, I see what you're saying. There's a hilarious joke there about my short-lived TV career and the life expectancy of a drone. Yep. B. A drone B. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, buzz, something about, there's a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. About. A lot of buzz about this podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Beesness. Taking care. Well, we're going to have any other beesness at the end of the day. We'll cut that out. No, 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 no. Actually, if there's going to be any other business, what else is in today's episode? Beck will be giving us the lowdown on high fives. Matt will be working out the most efficient digital displays. And any other business. Just going to keep saying that. And what is a high five if not contracted to hive? Oh. <gasps> On the B theme as well. That was just our sting that we played in then. Oh, oh. my goodness. It almost, what happened? Did you steal my pun pounds? I have put so little thought into this and it's working out so well. I know. I've, I'm really letting down the team. This is great. Anyway, mm? Beck, how have you been? How have I been? Have you been? Yeah. Uh, good. Hey, good. I tell you what. You tell me. I was doing. That would, that would help the podcast dramatically. <laughs> I will tell you. So, you know, the, there's a show called Werewolf Live. Where, oh, is that where they play the game Werewolf? Yeah, yeah, which is a bit like, uh, like Mafia Murder or, or yeah, 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 any of those ones. And it's just where comedians play that game. And it's one of those games where someone is the, is the, the, the villain. There's like two of some form. werewolves in this one. Right. And, yeah, everyone has to guess who the werewolves are. It's a long, drawn-out psychological uh, game of, Accusing your friends. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very much psychologically profiling everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a bunch of comedians 
making assumptions about each other, getting angry, arguing, and people pay to watch it. That's very funny. I love it. As you know, I've not been taking any bookings no. while things have been so busy recently. However, I will do Werewolf Life because all I have to do is show up and argue. Oh, nice. It's wonderful. <laughs> very little prep. So I was, I was doing that in uh, Covent Garden oh, wow. in London, and it's only an hour-long show. So it went from seven, finished at eight. Most of the other comics are Lovely. going off to their other gigs or, yeah. or maybe going home. I, uh, I realized there were the two lovely gentlemen at the back of the room. I thought, oh, I know them. And it was Tom and Owen from Mr. Thing. Oh. Which is a ah. show that you guessed it on a few times. I love Mr. Thing. In Edinburgh. Yeah. A late night talk show where you got killed off. I got killed off. You started doing several, a set and got murdered. Several nights. A lot of murder in the shows we do. So, yeah, that's very true. So, for context, this was like a um, talk show Late night chat show. ish chat yeah. show thing. But the, one of the running themes was one of their guests. I think it was Judy Dench escapes yes. and then kills one of the other guests. Yes. And they would get on different comedians to play the other guest. But the thing is, if you played that role, you didn't get to do much of your material. You got to tell like a joke. And then you were attacked by Judy Dench. Yes. And then you had to lie dead on the stage for the rest of the show. And so I just, because I love their work so much, I said, hey, whenever you need, if you can't find someone, because they were doing this every night, yeah. I'll fill in. So I must have done that. Goodness, three or four times. Yeah, just whenever someone backed whenever out. They, whenever they lost someone at the last minute, because we we're in the same venue as them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're, they're lovely guys. There was a whole team, but obviously Owen and Tom were sort of um, the main drivers of it. And uh Turns out that they're curating shows at the same venue that Werewolf oh, Life wow. was on at. So they said afterwards, oh, we're going to pop up to the office and have a drink. Do you want to come and hang out? They've like, got yeah. an office. Yeah. I said, sure. So I went up to the office. Wow. It's about 8 o'clock at night. I I left at about 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot like Edinburgh Festival. It was a that. lot like Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> I, I mean, I had some very nice tequila. Wow. Sipping tequila. Oh, sipping tequila. I need to specify i mean all tequila should be sipping tequila but uh, i need but to specify the difference in quality between terrible yeah. tequila mm. or otherwise known as regular tequila and proper <laughs> sipping tequila is dramatic i don't even mind regular tequila i just really? think the problem uh, is that everyone keeps drinking it to get drunk and i yeah, i like to drink it like a whiskey but good tequila is good tequila oh it was very good tequila and so uh had a lot of, but I also had some beers and some Prosecco. Look, look by the I way, could, I think I'm I can, not uh, condoning getting drunk. I think I can audience. put my finger on what went wrong here. Yeah, well, we, uh, to be honest, I did discover they had a soda stream and then insisted that we make some fizzy orange drink, which I then proceeded to spill everywhere. <laughs> oh, this, story, this story checks still out. still asked me back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they've still said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, come back. I At one point, I remember we started playing odd instruments. I learned how to Is play the... Is that name the... of a game or you just... No, he's just got a bunch of strange instruments oh, okay. around the right. office. There was like a, a very old... I, I think it's like a bugle, but as in the straight ones, the long straight one. They look like a Vuvuzela. So someone got a bugle and straightened it out. Yeah. I mean, that's a funny practical joke. So I learned, learned, got taught how to play the Muppet theme tune <laughs> on that. <laughs> Hopefully there's no residents in the building because that would have been an awful thing to... Was there another show in downstairs afterwards? I mean, I think everyone had gone home by that stage. Uh, I also met Gus, who edits all the videos for them. He's wonderful. And I sent you, that's when I sent you a video. It would have been about 2 a.m. our did. time over here because they've got a recurring image. The employee of the month. Yeah, where it's him sitting at his computer, his back. You sent me a photo and I was in Australia. So it was like a 
reasonably normal time in the morning in Australia. Yeah. A photograph of someone sat at their desk looking away There's from the a camera. Video. Was a video. It was a video. And then you zoomed in on the wall was a framed picture of mm. employee of the month, which was the person sitting at the desk looking away from the camera. Yeah. So and we will share Instagram that if people want to yeah, check it out. Yeah. We'll tag Mr. Thing as well. Good people. If you can see Mr. Thing, see Mr. Thing. Yeah, I do you know what I think they're doing Edinburgh again. Really? Yeah, and yeah. I think they're doing some previews and stuff. I don't I don't know what dates or anything, but you know, they are worth checking Check out. Check the internet. It's yeah. very fun. They've got a puppet. Good puppet. Who doesn't want to watch that? How about you, Matt? Have you been? Oh, I've been good. Had a great time in Australia. Now I'm back. Fighting jet lag. Yeah, how did how did Australia go? It was good fun. In fact, I have a tale of impeccable customer service. Ooh, I so, love these tales. Oh, this is good. I'm going to strap in. So I had all I get ready. It's a real roller coaster. <laughs> I had ordered some electronic devices mm-hmm. from JB Hi-Fi. Oh, yes. For our Aussie listeners. Yep. And I did the click and collect. So I, I knew I knew some things I definitely wanted. Mm-hmm. So I click and collected them. And I thought I'd browse the rest of the store. They do everything from like, you know, computer equipment, music. Yeah, kind of like curries. Like a curry, but with but also, a little more. But more music and indie. Yeah, but you can buy a fridge. Can you now? Yeah. It's, I remember oh, it's when it was, I would just go there for CDs. Just CDs. It was, it mm. was the place to get CDs in small yellow plastic bags. Yes. And now they've diversified. And so I ordered some items, went in there, went to pick them up. And as I got to the checkout where you give them the code and then they, give them, they were like, oh, have you got your photo ID? I was like, I, I knew it. I t- I'd read that in the confirmation email and I had not brought my photo ID. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have to go all the way back to where I'm staying and then come all the mm. way back in again. And they went all out to find a way to give me my goods without that me involve having... Googling you? Well, no, I, I was wondering, when is the socially acceptable time to say, can you just Google me? Yeah. <laughs> I had a beard at the time. I have to specify the video. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I look exactly like the picture. But they went all out. They were like, you, so you, the thing, I didn't even have a card, like a bank card on me because I, I had my phone yeah. for paying and for everything. And then I realized, I was like, oh, is there, is there like a mobile number on the order? And they're like, yes, there is. I was like, oh, if you ring that and my phone rings, either I didn't say, oh, I was yeah. thinking either I've stolen someone's phone or this is definitely my order. Mm. But then they rang it and they, they typed the wrong number. Oh. They spoke to someone else, a very confused person. Oh, gosh. Who said that they did not have a JB Hi-Fi pre-order. No. And then, then they tried to ring it, didn't go through. But eventually I managed to ring the store and I had a conversation of me on one side of the counter. Oh, nice. And it was like the staff member and their manager doing everything. And they, they, they are like, yes, we can release your goods. And so they phoned down to the warehouse and said, bring up the goods. And I was so amazed that they went to that incredible length. Uh, and then the guy came out with the goods, walked around the corner and went, oh, hey, you're Matt Parker. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where were you 20 minutes ago? <laughs> Do you know what I love? I like to think that he he's not a fan of yours. He just knew what he'd heard that there'd been all he'd this ruckus. This, this, this really <laughs> annoying customer who didn't bring their ID. <laughs> That's very very funny. Yeah. Did they? Did he? Was there a moment where he where they were like, "How do you know?" No, no, no. no. They, they'd moved on to other. He definitely I told nearly, them later. I, exactly. When you left, he I was definitely like, went, he was, you know, he's kind of, and then they go, and you know what? They would have been like, oh, I bet he didn't bring his idea because he thought he didn't need it. Because he's, uh, he thinks <laughs> he's all he's that. so famous. No, not at all. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's a so great that story. Like, yeah. I chuckled for a long time afterwards. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I was thinking of all the places someone should, like a tech store. Come on. Of course. Well, if you're listening to this, JB Hi-Fi yeah. tech guy. Osborne Park. Oh, what was his name? Something like Evan. I apologize, Evan, if that's not your name. Anyway, Osborne Park, JB Hi-Fi. Shout out. Great customer service, great taste in YouTube videos. Not sponsored. Hashtag not, not an uh, ad. No, not an ad. <laughs> Mr. Thing was an ad. They pay us a lot of money for that. Sent in by Robbie on the problem posing page at aproblemsquared.com. When does a high five become a low five? They then clarify. Does it depend on the height of the hands or the direction the fingers are pointing? I mean, some things do. Can one person be high fiving and the other low fiving in the same high low five? Wow. Ooh. The so cow wants to know what's the difference between a high five and a low five? Mm-hmm. And can you have a simultaneous high-low-five combo? Okay. I think at first this sounds like a very complex problem. Yeah. However. Oh. It's not. Oh, my goodness. Matt. Yes. Give me a low-five. Look at the position of your hand. My palm is facing up to the ceiling. Yeah. Yep. And then in order for me to give you a low-five, I then have to slap down. Yep. That's a low five. Low five. You can't. You. It's not about how high or low you hold your hand. You're saying in that it's case, the orientation of the palm. I do think that because my palm was horizontal, mm-hmm. and your palm was horizontal. Yeah. We were low fiving. I think I have to be able to go in a downwards fashion to slap your hand. Is there a difference between high five? Yeah. We just did a high five. Both palms are vertical. Yes. Up top. So I've got to go upwards. What's that? What's this? Yeah. So Matt's holding his hand out. Palm down to this floor. And I'm going up. Yep. That, yeah. What was that? Was well, that that's right? a, um, yeah, that's an up up top or um, up high. Because that high was. High five, the, down, the, no, it's up high, down low, too slow, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So any, my point is, is that it's not like if you're high-fiving someone in a normal high-five situation. Yep. So your palms are vertical. Yep. Then there, it doesn't matter whether it's high or low. I think that is still a high five. Uh, okay. And but, I think that's because if yep. you are, and this then comes into, I know there's some people going, no, but no, because then it's not high. Now this is the thing. If we're roughly the same height, we physically can't, we have to, it has to be at least sort of uh, at a right angle to our bodies for us to be able to slap with force because right of the angle, angle of our elbows and shoulders. Wait, hang on. Where do you hinge from when you're? You sort of, you move your shoulder, your, yeah. your shoulder moves yeah. and your elbow I feel extends. like my arm is kind of constantineering out. Yes. Yeah. Five. Which means if you try and do that yeah. at a lower angle. Oh, I angle, can't come up. You're right. I, I need to. We can't. I need to reorientate. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's no longer a high five. A high five. Because no, down the palm's low. changing. Huh. So if your palms are vertical, it, you have to be able to either yep. push out horizontally or higher. So. Because of the position of your arms. So, However, yep. if you're high-fiving someone who is smaller than you. A common occurrence. Like quite small though, like right, a child. Yep. Okay, right. Yep. You might need to put out 
your oh, hands you at a weird bring it right down. like you yeah, said, yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to go to the side you know oh, yeah. side, but your palm's still vertical, vertical. yeah so a, a child can slap your hand and you go high five that's not like you might not feel that that is a high it's still a high five, five but it is still a high five because it's high five for them what if you do a high five mm-hmm. both people then carry on the momentum swing their hands all the way around down, coming down past their sides now. Oh, right. So you, when you say, because when you high five, your hands connect. Yep. So you're saying you then stopped connecting. Yeah. yeah you're not yeah, pushing like, my on, arm backwards. I'm, no, 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 no. Yeah. In a circle. So we high five. We're doing slow motion. We right, high right. five. Boom. Um, and then yep. we swing all the way around. What's so this? We've, we've slipped past each other. Bam. On the, on the. And now that, I on, mean, I would, I think that I would classify that as a. Uh, is that a whole oh, different that, beast? Is that a down low? No, it's not. Is it a follow through? Yeah, it's like a follow-through, isn't it? Yeah. It's not a high-five, though. It's a different beast. Because you can't start with that. Oh, it's behind, isn't it? High-five from behind. Right. Up high. Up high. Down too, low, low, too, too slow. slow. Okay, so that's a... I'm going to name it the behind-five. From behind. That's okay. what it is. What if one person was lying down? Because then... I see what you're saying. From my point of view, mm. my palm is perpendicular to my body, which mm-hmm. would be a low-five. But then from your point of view, mm. it's vertical. So if you would be a high, is this the hybrid, that cow? I would say it then constitutes the same rules as if you're high-fiving a child. Okay, so someone's lying down, they just count as a it's kind child of like, rules I come into play. I say it's, all, it's whatever the other You'd person say, has job, to sport, do. good job, sport, after the high-five. Like it's whatever the other movement oh, the, the other giver, person has to do. not the receiver of the high-five. Well, Let's the, go with. The non-instigator. You've got the initiator. Oh, yes, And yep. you've got the executor. Yes, so it's the movement of the executor defines the naming convention of the five. Yeah. So initiator, you hold your hand up, but the executor is the person who has to continue it in order yeah. for it to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about the ex- executor. The executor of the, of the high five. <laughs> of the high five. They get to decide. <laughs> they get to decide. and They decree yeah. what five just occurred. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I agree. I mean, I'm a big fan of orientation. I'm a big fan of uh, rules for coming up with naming conventions. Mm. So I feel like that works. I think that there are more types of high five than the simple down low. And which is why I was thinking like the, the behind five. From behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually they, um, they, well, they wanted to know if you can do both at the same time. Yeah. I guess that's if you're holding your, like, you know, the, um, the playground sort of hand oh, yeah, clapping. Like yeah, 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 where yeah. you're sort of that you're basically doing a up high and a down low at the same at time. At the same time. And then what you do is you sort of cross your palms. That's kind of a high five, even though it's horizontal. What if one person's doing a backflip? Mm-hmm. Right. And as they're moving, yeah. two different people high five them at different points in the rotation. Yeah. And then they've executed. Well, then everyone's moving now. What sort of, I mean, I need, what sort of somersault is this? Where are they high-fiving? At what? They're, they're doing a backflip mm-hmm. and they're keeping their hand fixed relative to their own body. Okay. So you're holding your hand as if you were doing a down low. Yep. And then I'm about to do a backflip. So mm-hmm. as I come up, it's going to go through the high-five orientation. Yep. It's going to rotate around to the up top. Oh, goodness. Maybe I have to do it the other way around like this. Because then it'll come up into the high five orientation. Oh, okay. So now Matt's changed it so that he's doing a uh, starting with high, palm but down. with his hand down quite low. Yep. So then when I backflip, <laughs> yep. which just everyone assume this is what I'm doing, I flip backwards. This will rotate up into the high five location. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I'm just standing there and I just high five it as yeah. you're yeah, yeah, yeah. backflipping. Yeah, but now it's receding from you. So you're gonna. I'm to pushing have, you away. You're rel- yeah, exactly. It's gonna help me with the backflip. Yeah, but I'm more. I'm more just sort of pushing. I'm not high fiving you. Yeah, no. You're not gonna no. get a huge amount of sound from. No, it. no, 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 no. Okay, maybe you'd have to do a front flip. I mean, it, I think it's the same problem. It's gonna be I'm... a very exotic situation <laughs> where you're gonna end up with multiple types of high five in the one movement. I mean, I suppose it's a different name then, isn't it? That's just yeah. a trick shot. Really. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with that convention. I think if you can do, if you're capable of doing a backflip while high-fiving in a weird position and the other person is also, because that's the thing. If also it comes, executing it The thing perfectly. is, if you do a backflip, but yeah. the executor. The executor of the five. Is just standing there and normally high-fiving. They've just high-fived you. Yeah, that's true. That's just a high-five. Exactly. But if if you're both flipping. So we're prepared to you say. You get to name that. You cannot. That's down to you. It's down to you. So we're prepared to say you cannot have a hybrid high-low five that from one person's point of view is a high five and the other person's point of view is a low five because it's an asymmetric situation with the executor of the five names the high five. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. if you went I'm to give board. me a down low yep. and I'm a child yep. and it's really high up for me to do yep. that, I've still got to swing my hand it's still down. a down low. Yeah, baby. Still, still a low. down low. Yep, got it. Wow. I'm going to give you a high ding. And I'll give you a low ding. Right, there you go. From behind. <laughs> Loading from behind. That's uh That's uh That's that's Let's not, never use that sentence again. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Matt. Beck. You've got a uh dinglet or a wing ding? Oh, yep. We still haven't decided. We haven't I, decided I, what it is. Because I prefer saying dinglet. You like wingding. I really ding like wingding. It's the supporting nerd. ding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a um, a smaller problem. A, a mending. From cow. Cow. Short for calculator, I'm imagining. Small name for a small problem. Yep. C-A-L. Yeah, or calorie. Or calorie. <laughs> Who says, we all know about seven segment displays, which can display any digit from zero to nine. We all know about that, Matt. We do all know about that. All of that. us know about that. But I think we all do. What is the minimum number of segments that could display readable digits? For oh. instance, is there a configuration of six segments which could be arranged so as to produce readable digits? I'll be honest, I don't understand the question. So, the seven segment display. Yeah, and you're using quotation marks as we I, say I, that. As you know what, this, this whole thing, this is such as a. As someone with resting sarcasm voice. The use of quotation marks is just too be, much. It's implied. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> the, the problem with this whole problem is it's very visual. Okay. The problem is visual. My solutions are visual. And a podcast is not the, the medium for this problem. However, we do not shy away from a problem poser in need. Yeah. And Cal we, needs to know. We don't know. shy away from problematic problems. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should. We, we we slam into them and we make it work all the same. Yes. So I apologize in advance to everyone listening. You're going to have to do some imagining and maybe some drawing. We'll put photos of these things on our Twitter and Instagram afterwards. Mm-hmm. But the classic seven segment display is like the figure of eight display that you see on watches, microwaves. Yep. Calculators. Calculators. That's why it's from Cal. That's why it's from Cal. Yeah. VCRs. 
for our old oh, listeners. Yes. And I'm actually going to draw one. I know it's not going to help everyone listening along, but it will us here. So I'm going to draw. Actually, Beck, you're going to kind of be a good, you know, listener advocate. So I'm mm-hmm. going to draw like a box. Yeah. Which is four lines. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to draw the three underneath to make it like two boxes stacked. Yeah. And that's an eight. Yes. And you can make every number by turning on or off these different segments. Yes. And I know that because I have drawn silly cartoons with like, with digital. Yeah. Sort of. Like an alarm digi- clock so I've drawn it the same. Yeah. yeah. So I actually do. I am aware of this one. See? But I, I don't think I ever thought of it in terms of turning off a line or on a line. Oh, okay. That's but I get that now. Yeah. You get it. Like, it's yeah. just like that electronic display, you know. Yeah. Typeface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. To make this work, you have to have seven things you can turn on or off to make every single, which is good. Seven's oh, good. Oh, so that's what they mean by seven lines. That's what they mean by seven segment display. Okay. There are yep. seven lines. So not everyone knows about it. I ge- When they said that, I genuinely thought it meant like you have up to seven spaces for ah, digits. like seven digits. Yeah. No, the seven segments are the, the lines that turn on or off. And when they said readable, I was like, oh, oh. like writing well. eggshell. <laughs> But I'm starting to realize that's not what they meant either. No, by readable, basically I'm going to take that to mean you glance at it and you can read what the number is. Okay, so you, this they mean to be able to tell what number yep. you've got up. Yeah, some some numbers are super obvious, so I'm going to do the one. A one is just two lines, one above each other, mm-hmm. and that's obviously a one. For the yeah. record, so what, what number is this? I'm drawing one here. Matt, you've done a two. Correct. With that doesn't five look lines. much like a two. That's I guess yeah. I guess to me, I think of it as a two because we're I've, so used to it. Yeah. So readable, we are actually mm. so familiar with this being a two that we don't bat an eye. But actually, it looks nothing like how yeah. we'd write a two because you could make it look more like a two, but you'd need more segments. Which is all rounded and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, the thing is, I know on some, I'm guessing it's LED where where it's bright red. It's very bright, and you could look at the display oh, on the calculator like at night. Oh, like an LED one, yeah. yeah. Or a green one. You might the calculating have in the mean. dark. Yeah. Yeah. I've got but one. Do you know, my yeah. my FX uh, thirty nine. My grandpa had one, and I remember I used to play with it all the time yeah. because it had a light, like it lit up, it lit and that up. was so yeah. exciting. Not the back, not the screen. No, no, no it's it's the LEDs. Lines, yeah, the with LCD, you needs to either be backlit or just be an ambient light. Yes. Now. That, that one, I remember had diagonals. Yes. So that would have been even more segments. So this one I've just drawn here. Mm. Now it's more complex. Now it's an eight segment display. Mm. We had to add an extra line. And the diagonals mean you can do all the, like letters of the alphabet. You can do better looking digits. Yes. You need more sections. Mm-hmm. And so there's this constant balance between the simplicity of having fewer segments that turn on and off mm. and the how readable it is. It. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess? What year? is the earliest use of the classic seven-segment figure of eight, let's call it that, displays. Oh, okay. Now, I mean, initially your mind goes to digital display, but actually then I'm... I'm thinking of the clickety click 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 things that you get oh, at airports. Like it, yeah, the old ones are like train stations and airports. Yeah, yeah not like it's where the, it's the, a whole the flappy flap, ones. Yeah, but where it is this the individual yeah. sections. And I imagine they probably predate the digital display, even mm-hmm. though it's the same thing. An an even more different use. Oh, okay. Was it for numbers? It was for numbers and generalized to letters, but for numbers they did seven segment. Anything to do with travel? No. The year 
was 1903. Oh, my goodness. No, I wouldn't have gone back that far, yeah. I don't think. The answer is normally either 1970 yeah. or 1840. Yeah, or like 1200. Yeah, So I have the, right here. Moses' tablets were an early form of facts. <laughs> I have here mm -hmm. a patent that was applied for in 1903, granted in 1915. <gasps> For a way You've to gone all out with your displays recently, Thank Matt. Thank you. My props are on point. Mm, uh, we have swapped puns, this, puns props. props. And you what did the happening? calculation last episode. You don't even need me anymore. <laughs> That's so not true. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this prop is the patent applied by a C. Kinsley, who came up with the idea to simplify data sent by telegraph. So ah. it's like a weird cross like a visual form of binary like data compression and you can see here they've done the digits in the standard uh, wow, seven segment display that. yep and so the idea was instead of sending the whole number or whatever you can just send which segments have to be turned on or off in fact you could rig up the telegraph to basically do it automatically and so they've got their diagrams for how you turn the segments on and off remotely. Yes. Uh, if yeah. you want to look it up on Google Patents, it's patent number 1126641. That's all you need to find it. Uh, yeah, so so goes way back. It's been independently discovered several times, apparently, this display using seven segments. The question is, could we do it in fewer? Mm. And so I thought, I wonder if I can come up with a six-segment display. Mm -hmm. Would you like to see my six-segment display? Of course I would. So I'm going to sketch it out for you. We'll put this, we'll share this afterwards, obviously, if you want to see it. I think this works as a six-segment display. Ready? One, mm -hmm. two, three, four. So Matt has just drawn four diagonals. In a diamond. Yeah. Yeah. In a diamond shape. I'm now going to draw the horizontal That's a zero line in. at the moment. Now you've put a line through the middle. That makes an eight. Yep. And it's currently a five-segment display? Yep. Six. Done. And then he's just put one final line up the center. Only the which... bottom half. Some displays have all sorts of crazy shapes for the lines and segments. And so there's a T mm. inside a diamond on the bottom, kind of the bottom half of the diamond. Yeah. Which means one's pretty straightforward, one. And for one, you've just, that's your one horizontal line that would normally be in the bottom yeah. half of your... Yeah. Space. Yeah, because there's one um, vertical line. Mm -hmm. And so there's one. Two comes down there, over there, down there. That's a two. So Matt's just done a, a diagonal going down towards the right. So imagine a, a diamond with a line through the center and then two of them. Bad. It's not the best. Okay. Yeah, it sort of looks like a lightning I'll strike. I'll draw the rest in and you can just give me any, any thoughts you have mm -hmm. as I go along. Four, five, six. I've got to say, while Matt draws these, Seven. This looks like a pretty cool font that I would draw on my desk in. Eight, nine. Mm, this is very satisfying. Zero. I would actually argue that these look better than... They've got a the, certain uh, 80s or 90s kind of jagged... Well, they've got a sort look. of um, Metallica. Yes. That's what it looks like. The font for Metallica. So that's... I've not drawn that particularly well, but we'll... we'll that's because it's got a sort of runes feel around it as well. Feel. Yes. Yeah. Now you put your finger on it. Mm. I, I ran out of space towards the end. So the eight, nine, and zero are kind of squeezed in. But you get the idea. Yeah. Would you, just on behalf of all listeners, mm. given you can see them, would you accept that as the digits one through zero? 
Uh, I would, yeah. I think it takes you a second to realize, yeah. but I think you would catch on quite quickly. Cal's question, though. Oh, and it, it was a fun challenge, by the way. And I had a few other attempts that weren't quite as good. This was my best. Mm. If people give it a go, see if you can come up with a six-segment display which gives you readable all 10 digits. I've got an option in case anyone has an issue oh. with the half line. Oh, really? What's your option? I would have the half line on the side of your diamond. Oh. So that it's so, matching so up with that corner rather than meeting in the middle of a gotcha. single line. For this one, I've stuck to straight lines, but mm. actually you can do all sorts of crazy shapes that turn on or off. As long as they come all on and all off at once. And I've gone with they can't cross each other because the way that you, you, you either turn on the whole shape or you turn off the whole shape. If they cross, then you've got to turn the middle bit on and off yeah. for, for different bits. But Cal's question was a two-parter. They both wanted to know, could you do it with six segments? I mean, I'm biased, but I think that's a winner. Mm -hmm. And they want to know what's the minimum number of segments. So the question now is, how few could you go? And there is, there is an absolute limit. You cannot do it with three. Mm. Because if you've only got three things you can turn on or off, two options for the first one on or off, two options for the second one on or off, two options for the third one on or off, two times two times two is eight. There are only eight different combinations of turning three things on or off. And you need 10, you need 10. digits. Yeah. So you can't do it with three. Four you can do. Okay. So four is the absolute minimum. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would see if I could get four, mm -hmm. which is a big old reduction on six. So, well, okay. So huh. do you want to see the whole display first or do you just want to see an individual digit? I want to see an individual digit. Okay. I, I'm going to give you what I think might be the weakest one. Yeah. Okay. And if it? I can get that, then it's a testament. Then, exactly. Yeah. So Matt's drawn a circle. There's a big space and then a semicircle. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, this just looks like uh, a picture of someone with one eyebrow raised <laughs> because you <laughs> yep, have yep, two yep. next to each other. Um, oh, this is a, I mean, this is very tricky. Yeah, I can't. It's not, it's not, it, it's, it's the weakest of the gang. Well, it's not zero because that would just not be zero. a circle. Yeah. I'm going to say six. Oh, it's not six. Mm. It's three. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, here we go. And let's so, see if I can think of a better way of doing three. If you could crack a better system. three, I'd really appreciate that. Okay, so here's my my shape. It's It looks like a percent symbol. Mm -hmm. So it's a diagonal line. Yep. It's a circle at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it's a circle at the top, but the circle at the top is split in half. So you can turn each half on and off separately. Yeah. Which means that one is just the diagonal and line. And when you say it's at the top, it's actually not like equally distant from the other little circle it's slightly higher there's a lot of like design finessing you can do to optimize the layout because mm -hmm. actually if you look at the seven segment displays often they're italics because it looks better if they're all all the lines are slightly angled over and so with the uh the telegraph one you were showing yep. me with the letters they started to take up another space next to it Obviously, yeah. you can't do that when it comes to numbers because no. to do calculations, it needs to know the it'd distance. Be the whole, it'd be the whole, yeah, 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 you yeah. only get one zone for each one. Yeah, cool. One is just the diagonal line. Mm -hmm. Two is like the hat and then down. So top semicircle. Three uh, is the weak one. That's three. Your two looks a lot like a seven. Uh, In fact, arguably it looks more like a seven. Well, wait till you see seven. So two has the top half of the uh -huh. top circle. Seven has the bottom half. I think <laughs> yeah. there are... There are too many numbers here that look like 
a different number or don't look like a number at all for this to pass. You reckon? Yeah, I really want to. I want to. I know. I'm it. sure. I you really do. want. Yeah, to. Yeah, you really do. Hey, again, put it up on socials. We'll <laughs> no, then everyone will say. agree with you. <laughs> and I think we should encourage other people to send one. Some. Oh, well. dude, have a you go. You know, a hundred percent. I'm. I've got so much work to do right now, Matt. And you know, yep. a huge amount of my time is going to be spent. I made on this now. the conscious decision to not tell you about this, but you and everyone can have a go and see if you can come up with a better four-segment display. And no matter what you do, I mean, maybe people will crack it. There's got to be a compromise. And as long as they're distinct and you learn them, mm. but it, you, it would take, it would, there's a barrier to entry to read these digits. It would, you'd need to kind of get used to them, which I think is true of the normal ones, but there's definitely a lot more effort to, to decode these. You're on. I've yeah. got this. Okay. I believe in you. Well, Matt, you did it with six. Yes. Which is one less than the one we've got now. Thank you. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't researched. I don't know if anyone else is. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Other people have definitely done six segments. Still impressed. Yeah. But uh, Cal's question was, what is the minimum amount? Now, you've said, you've said the minimum amount is four, yet they did say it has to be readable. Correct. I'm, I'm not so readable. entirely sure if Look this is Look at all readability. that readability. <laughs> so... Uh, I think until we can prove this, right. I'm going to give you a tentative ding. I'll take that tentative ding. Which I guess is ding? ding. Question mark? <laughs> Thank you. Everyone, check it. Oh, oh, sorry this has been so visual. We'll put them all online. Check them out. Voice your opinion. And now it's time for any other beesness, which I think actually we should call any other cheeseness. Having, oh, yeah. having looked at. Also, I just want to say how exciting that was that you, you you set it up at the beginning of the episode. Yep. And now you've just done it. And we're here. You did the joke. Well done, listeners. We made it. Wasn't it worth the journey? <laughs> <laughs> but it should be called any other cheesiness. You're it right. is, uh, sadly, I realized. Yeah. I was like, oh, the one time I had a special name for it, it's actually any other cheesiness. Because, oh boy, oh, did you guys. Oh, people have sent in some cheese opinions. <laughs> uh, we've had. Crafty Grammarian, which is at Platinum underscore West on Twitter, yeah. said uh, regarding at Stand Up Math, that's you, Matt. That's me. Not understanding the moon being made of cheese. That's and it's me. not that you didn't understand it. It's just you weren't sure where it came from. I don't get it. Well, I didn't get it. I was like, it doesn't look like cheese. Yeah. And they were said, please keep in mind that although today we think of cheese looking like an orange rectangle. Which, we do. By well the way, wrapped. I just want to say that not, I, uh, not until I moved to the UK had I ever seen bright orange cheese. And That's then true. I was like, oh, red yellow, Leicester. Yellow rectangle is what I would. Yeah. Cuboid. Chunks. A yellow cuboid. Yeah. Um, although you get baby bells. That's true. That's true. Imagine, imagine I baby feel bells like... were cubish. Ugh, gross. Please keep in mind that although today we think of cheese looking like an orange rectangle, before the invention of food dye and refrigeration, cheese was an off-white circle. And they've attached a picture of an off-white circle of cheese. You know what? Looks like the moon. It does look like the moon. Yeah. There, there were actually, uh, you know, as feta, like you, the way that some cheeses are made, you, mm -hmm. they can come out cubish, but. Um, oh, yeah, I guess so. But, but, that's, but that's a wheel of cheese and it's moon textured. Yeah. Uh, and we also had at yelling at soccer. <laughs> or Kevin. Kevin, yep. <laughs> yep. He said, I'd like to put forth that Mimolette is the most moon like cheese. And they've. 
this is not like a wheel of cheese. This is like a, 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 sp- a sphere. spheroid of cheese. A sphere of cheese. It is an orange cheese, funnily well, enough. Well, only on the inside. On like, the inside, but the if rind. If it wasn't cut open, it looks like a rock. the lunar surface. It's Yeah, that's a moon. Yeah. So I mean, the, we know the real moon is hollow and filled with lizard people. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, if there's anyone else that, that wants to suggest the most moonish The most, cheese, most lunar cheese. Then uh, you, know, you know where to send you. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to tweet Straight us. to us. Semi-related on Instagram, Stepha B. Oh, <gasps> B. Wow. B. On brand. Didn't even know it. Who I believe is the legal guardian of a long-time featured listener, Dexter. Dexter, who was a child, by the way, for people, new listeners, uh, wanted to know, would the moon have a cheese fondue core? Because I guess the center of the earth is molten. Yeah. So is the center of the moon. Moon, melted cheese. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. So I thought, given I'm married to an astrophysicist, I would give her a call. And um, and find out. <laughs> so just, Matt is I'm literally just... calling his wife right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah, is yeah. Lucy at work right now? No, she's well. She is, but she's at home. She's working at home with some of her, her colleagues are over. Um, they're all working from home at our place. Ah. we're in my office, so we're not. Um, there we go. That's um. Hello, you. Hey, um, we're just in the recording here. And we had a question from a listener. You're on the air, Lucy. You're on the you're on the air. Keep um, your curse words to a minimum. Yeah. So, sorry to interrupt. I know you're all working very hard there. We have a lunar question about the moon. Yeah. We were talking about the moon being cheese, and a listener wanted to know, would the moon have a molten fondue center if it was cheese? Ah, is it hot in the center? Is it hot in the center? Um, So, I don't think it's hot in the center. I think it's small enough that it is fully cooled. And if it was hot in the center, it would probably have... Some like plate tectonics, right? As a result of that, and there's and no tectonics. Not, not that I remember reading about. So there are, I mean, obviously there are features on the surface of the moon. I have a vague memory that there are some sort of, you know, large structures that maybe form, were formed by cracks in the surface. But I don't think. And, and there are, um, there are moonquakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what causes the moonquakes if it's not? Well, oh. exactly. Giant worms. Yeah. Giant worms. Yeah, so Lizard people. We've been through this. <laughs> so maybe that's something to do with, you know, gravitational interaction between the Earth. Oh, it could be tidal squeezing or something. So maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. I, to be fair, Lucy, I suggested that we Google this. And Matt wanted to put <laughs> you on the spot. <laughs> I was like, nah. You don't keep. You don't have an astrophysicist around and Google science space questions, honestly. Okay, so no, I'm not googling right now. So true. So okay, so we're gonna go with no. The moon. To to be fair, Lucy, you specialize in like the sun and stars, don't you? Yeah, I don't know anything about like rocky objects. It's in space. Well, it's too close. It's too close. It's not hot enough for me. Got it. Okay, <laughs> excellent. So that's a no on the fondue. All right, I'll let you get back to your actual job. <laughs> All right. Bye. Fine. I love you. Bye. No, you hang up. Bye. I hung up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you are Dexter? I think the answer is no. It would be solid cheese right to the center. Yeah. 
I'm still going to Google it. <laughs> and a reminder that we are going to be doing a problem squared at Blue Dot for our first. It's a festival. First uh, show recorded in front of a live audience. So if you're going along and you would like us to solve your problem live on stage, then please send us your problem in advance to the problem posing page. That's aproblemsquared.com and pop blue dot either with a space or without in there. And we will maybe pick it. We'll give it a go. As one to answer. You can tweet us as well, but we we we, 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 to- we lose tweets. Yeah, we do. We tend to miss them sometimes. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing this podcast with their friends, family, colleagues, etc., and leaving us reviews yes. on various pod podcast platforms. We yeah, especially that. the five-star ones. We five love stars. those. Good number of stars. Yeah, thank you. And we read all of them, so I hope you feel seen. And thank you to our Patreon supporters who uh, make this whole enterprise possible. As always, we're going to thank three of them picked at random, who are... Well, I think you go the first one this time, Matt, because last time... No, 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 I still let into it. I lead into it. No, 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 no. Last time you made Ah. me. (laughs) I looked at it again in the first and the last one. You just slid it over to me. I did, I did. Okay. Thanks to Moritz Moritz Kirchner. Kirchner? Look, we really appreciate it. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name correctly. San. (laughs) S-A-N-N-E. Sana? 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 Is it um, from Denmark? Sana. I don't know. I'm guessing. San? Wow. Could be uh, short for it's Anne. And. San. <laughs> San. And Christopher Barber. I think that's right. Yeah, that looks right. I feel like I should mispronounce and cry. Ch- stop, stop her. Barb. R. There we are. It's uh, equal mispronunciation. Everyone gets their names wrong. I think that should be a new feature. (laughs) We're just going to mispronounce everybody's name. That sounds fair. I tell you what, if you want to play a prank on us, join as a Patreon supporter and and enter a really hard to read name. We um, are UTF-8 compliant, so go nuts with those characters. You've been listening to A Problem Squared with myself, Matt Parker, and Beck Hill. And the producer is Queen Bee, Lauren Armstrong Carter. Oh, the final bee reference. That is. Thank you. What a journey. Ah. Um. I mean, we don't. No, you, I, don't I, know, I, I know what your card is. <sighs> it's awkward. Am I supposed to? I don't know. This is like the podcast version of when you say goodbye to someone and then, and then you walk, walk in the, in same, the same direction. direction. Yeah. 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 We should, um, yeah, we should, we should work something out for this. Oh boy.